Hi again, everybody. Welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast 156, if I, my memory serves us right. Uh, Anthony will be joining us shortly. He's on his way home in this beautiful weather that we have outside on this uh, Monday afternoon or evening, I guess, almost. But joining me is a good friend of mine, Kevin Blackman. I can't even speak today. Um, Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Tim. Appreciate it. Yeah, and... Uh, for everybody knows, uh, real quickly, everyone knows how I talk about Liverpool. We're very short. I keep it simple here. That's how I met Kevin at a uh, at the uh, West Side Bowl, and uh, we're both uh, big Reds fans, and uh, we cheer them on each and every week we can. So, in the process, Kevin's a huge sports fan. Matter of fact, he even had me uh, had the opportunity t- uh, to take me to a Browns game this year. And it was the one against the Broncos that I talked about earlier. So, Kevin, I get to publicly thank you again <laughs> for that that evening. It was a great game. <laughs> You're welcome. It's glad to have you, man. It was, it was a good time. Got to see my old boy Case Keenum. Yeah, yeah. Wow, we could talk about that in another time. <laughs> I, I go off on tangents. i got to keep myself straight. As you can see, I have a lot of notes in front of me, uh, and I just kind of flow with, with everything. But uh, obviously the NFL – Playoff divisional round just finished uh, yesterday, and I don't know. I can't remember a better round of NFL playoffs where every game was competitive and went down to the last play. I agree. I agree. That's why. That's. <laughs> I think that's why I was uh, getting into it with you on Twitter last night about the overtime. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, don't don't let that ruin an absolute great weekend. No, you're right. Of it, football. It, it yeah. really truly doesn't ruin a great. I get frustrated because I hate the overtime and always have. Um, now I have two fixes. I and, and I've mentioned one before, and we'll get into that. I want to. I want to hear your opinion <laughs> of my second fix. Sure. I think the first fix, and and it's really simple. Is you play the entire extra period uh if it's 10 minutes long just play the entire thing football ends at triple zero let the game end at that that moment you know if team a scores with nine minutes and five seconds taken away on the clock so be it you have you have your 55 seconds to try to score you know try to win the ball game that type of thing i i don't necessarily say each team has to have possession it's just football's about time it always has been. You know, each quarter is 15 minutes, game 60 minutes long, game regulation ends at triple zero. I hate the idea of a game ending on one play. I know it was a series of plays to get to that one play, but that is frustrating. I mean, just go back to the days where it was sudden death, where a field goal used to win it. Drive me crazy. Now, I know you have a different opinion, so <laughs> I, w- I, wanna, I want you to have the floor here and just explain some of the, your thought processes. Sure, sure. So the first thing I'll say is it's better than what it was. You know, I, I'm a Vikings fan, and 2009 uh, was the last year of, this, of the overtime rule at that time, which, to your point, is, yeah, a field goal wins the game. Um, that particular game, I think the Saints had 10 to 15 yards of offense. They had a terrible fourth down in one spot that they that they gave them that shouldn't have been a first down, and then a BS <laughs> pass interference call that got them into field goal range. So they barely moved the ball. They kicked a field goal. That's the end of the game. So the fact that a team at least has to drive the length of the field now uh, is better than what it was. I agree with that. Um, you know, I don't. I, I know you're a big fan of the college uh, football yes. overtime. Um, the idea of each team getting the ball, you can definitely sell me on. Uh, I don't like college football. I think it's gimmicky to start in field goal range already. Um, I feel like maybe even the 50-yard line, something to at least make them get a first down, um, something to that effect I would be more open to. Um, but I, I don't like the you know, spotting of the ball. It doesn't happen on change of possessions in the first place. So... Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm the rules, the rule. I've always been that kind of guy. Um, that that's what it is. I'm, I'm open for, you know, if they want to change it, change it. If it's, if it's, if it's bad. Right. Uh, I just never understand why it's been this way for so long. You know, even the original overtime rule didn't change till 2010. Right. And now within 10 years, we're talking about changing it again. You know, uh, when how many other playoff overtime games have happened where the team scored on the first possession. Uh, the, and maybe social media has a lot to do with that, that the outcry is just e- even crazier than it was three years ago when 
the same team involved didn't get a chance when Brady went right down the field. Right. So, right. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a fan of it only because as, as exciting as that game was, I don't want it to go all night. You know, like a five hour football game is outrageous. You know, and I'm I'm sure I'm exaggerating there, but not, you not know, totally. I, I, those defenses were just completely gassed. You know, and if you were that um, afraid of of not being able to stop them. Try an onside kick. I mean, you have options, you know. Um, that's that's just where I'm at with it. You can't change the rules in the middle of a season. I and mean, we all know that. Mm-hmm. And this is the rule going into the year. I just never enjoyed the idea that a game can end without the other team having the opportunity. Uh, at least in college football, it is gimmicky at the 25-yard line. And it's a total ripoff of the high school game, which is I love, by the way. I'm a total favor of the high school game, putting the ball at the 20-yard line and, and having a shootout. Because, again, we're talking about 15, 16, 17-year-old kids playing the game. That makes total sense to me. I was disappointed this year in college football when they went to the, to the two-point conversion part of the overtime where it was a one-play overtime and they put the ball at the two. I just, you can say it brought drama to the game. I just think it's too gimmicky. Yeah, and it you know takes away really what football is. I agree with that. And <laughs> I love I I rather had the old system at the twenty five, and you at least had to earn a first down or earn a touchdown or earn the opportunity to kick a field goal. Uh, and overtime is in general in every sport is designed for one thing, to get a winner. I mean that's what it's designed for. Yep. In basketball, you have the five minute overtime. Everybody knows about it. And, you know, it's, the game hasn't changed one bit. You have five minutes more to play, and you keep playing until one team has more points than the other. Baseball used to be great, you know, before they put the runner at second base. Baseball used to be great before they got gimmicky and put the runner at second base. I understand the whole thought process behind it. I just, again, I'd rather not have that. I'd rather have regular extra innings the way it always has been. And I know 18 innings, nobody wants. Yeah. But. It is part of the game. You know, it does happen, and it has happened for 100 years, so I don't see why you need to change it now. And, and I see your point with, you know, with you know, referencing basketball and hockey and sports like that. You know, there's a, there's a tip-off or there's a face-off where, you know, possession can go either way. The, the coin flip, I know, is what everybody yeah. – that's what everybody's referencing. Oh, right. they, want a, they want a coin flip, so basically they won the game. That's where I disagree. I agree like, with yes, you they – it is. It stinks that that's. It comes down to that to get possession, but that's not why they lost the game because they didn't win the coin toss. No, they don't. lost the game because they couldn't stop them. You know, so that's that's where my argument is. And, and even if you do have a timed overtime, to your point, where okay, the first team goes down, gets a touchdown. Second team comes back out, gets a touchdown. The ten, whether it's ten or fifteen minutes, whatever the time is. More than likely, you know, especially with the quarterbacks being more efficient, the running game, I, most overtimes, there's usually only two possessions. Right. No, I, I agree. I've seen that. So yeah. more than likely, that second team, especially in a game like last night where the defenses were just gassed and done, um, more than likely that they're going to, on that second possession, get the field goal, whatever score they need to win the game. So you're still going back to well, they got two possessions instead of one. So that, and that's where I w- that's where I feel like it is. There's never an ending there because that is still going to happen, and people are still going to complain about that. So that's where I'm like, well, what are we supposed to do? Play till Wednesday, you know? So I I, I think at the end of the day, you have an option to onside it if you're that afraid of of your team going down 75 yards to get a score. I can live with the the way the overtime is during the regular season. But I definitely think when you enter the playoffs, you have to change and make it really equitable for both teams to have an opportunity to win. That's why I say play the whole 10 minutes of the extra period and, and see what happens. It's kind of like in hockey. We, we have the three-on-three three during the regular season, but we have five-on-five five during the postseason. Yeah. So I don't, you know, which is fair. And, you know, you're not, you know you're not changing the, the essence of the game. Right. I mean, Because the three-on-three can benefit certain teams. Right, uh, absolutely. Over the five on five. There's no yes. question. And, you know, and under a point system, at least you get a point for the tie, and then, you know, you can get two points if you get the win, which is, you know, again, understandable. The idea of an overtime is to determine a winner. Right. And, and I totally 
understand making changes. And, and when you make changes, I mean, hockey went from five to four to three. You know, it, right. you know, but again, it's excitement. It's fun to watch. And, and I don't think anybody doesn't enjoy watching three on three hockey on a five minute period right. and, and seeing the puck fly. Because yep. it is, is absolutely breathtaking at times to watch. So, you know, I don't have a problem regular season. But in, in, in the postseason, five on five, and we've seen how many games in the last ten years go six or seven periods in right. hockey. Full periods, 20-minute yep. periods. And they're exhausting. And there are, you know, it is an absolute kick in the gut for yeah. the team that loses. But that's part of sports, you know. That's yeah. part of the the excitement of it. I'm a I'm an Indians fan or a Guardians, Guardians. fan, <laughs> you know. Um, losing Game Seven in extra innings two times is gut wrenching. But in the same vein, if I have to be in extra innings in Game Seven, I want that opportunity. And that's just the way I look. I mean, I don't want the runner at second base determining what wins. Right. I want to earn my way on and get a shot. I mean, that would have basically taken away, you know, Raja Davis' big home run. You know, yeah. and it just it changes everything. And well, like, the one thing I'll say, and uh, in, in, in getting into some, I won't call them heated arguments on Twitter last night, but and, and I'm a pretty quiet social media yes, guy. Are. If you haven't been able to tell, but last night I was a little. Just how many I was seeing was crazy. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> the thing is, it was there There can be a separation between not liking the rule and thinking it just was kind of a letdown and saying that that's why the Bills lost. That's where I was getting upset. Yes. It's, you, can, you can convince me that the overtime rule needs to be looked at. And, and I actually jotted down uh, one proposal that I know the NFL took seriously even last year, probably going to take it more seriously this year. Uh, and maybe we can go over the three options yeah, that the NFL absolutely. say. Uh, because I, I kind of like all three in a way. But the thing is, is you cannot like the overtime rule, but then you can't say that the Buffalo Bills lost that game because of that. If you remember, there was a show called The Top Five Reasons You Can't Blame. Yes. And then they did like a yes. Scott Norwood. And, uh, and, and they were showing you things that led up to those moments on why you can't just say that one, that moment, one moment changed the game. Exactly. Right. And yes. so... Obviously, last night, I mean, there was a million of those moments, right? Exactly. But the most glaring, there's 13 seconds left in the game, okay? And you don't squib it. So, obviously, you're you're kicking out of bounds. Now you've given Patrick Mahomes two plays. If you squib that and they get even five, ten yards, four or five seconds just went off. And they're maybe at the 30, 35-yard line. They're they're not going to win that game. They would have one pass play. Strategy to matters. Do it. it does. And, 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 and you're 100 percent that correct. game up. You're 100 percent correct. Strategy matters, and execution matters. And there's no question. Mahomes with 13 seconds and three timeouts was like God sent. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a perfect scenario for him to succeed like they did. And they have the talent. That's why they were yeah. in that game. <laughs> that, ga- that game was over for 30 of the 32 teams in the NFL. Last exactly. Year. Uh, and, and it just so happened that one of those two were the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and, right. and it was weird. Even when I was rooting for the Chiefs. They're the family team. Sure. So I, I had a rooting interest from that aspect. And I, there was a sense of calm. Even when Buffalo scored that touchdown, I was. There's one guy that can do this. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to have to be a perfect two plays to to make to make it happen, and it was. You know, uh, I, I wasn't convinced Bucker was going to make the kick either. Uh, just for the record, he was having a shaky him. day. Yeah, he was having a shaky um, day. And again, if he makes the extra point, if he makes one of those field goals, they you know, yeah, they, it's a different story. It's a different story anyway. Yeah. But no, that's no. You're right. That's execution matters, mm-hmm. and how you play matters. And there's not always, you know, you can't change the facts of the game. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You, oh, what if? Well, what if is great. I love playing the what if game, but we also know that it's not in reality. No. I'm not a fan of the overtime. Everyone knows I've never been a fan of the overtime system. It is what we have. Right. And you got to accept it. Even in 09, I, I said, you know, about the Vikings right. losing. Right. There were, I, it would have probably been number six on my list on right. Monday morning on why the Vikings lost. You know, I it didn't even occur to me the fact that well we didn't get to touch the ball because it was that's the rule and that's the way it's always been. Yeah. It stinks that we lost the coin toss, but that's it. We had six turnovers in that game. 
That's why we lost the game. Exactly. Yeah, that game should never been to overtime. Favre throws over the middle instead of just running out of bounds to kick a field goal. Those, that's the reason that they lost the game, game. Exactly. not the fact that they lost the coin toss. No, so that's right. that's where I was getting in it with people last night. You want to yes. get rid of the coin flip, fine, but you still have to determine who gets the ball. Gets the ball. So you want to play rock paper scissors, <laughs> whatever. You but, know what's funny is years ago I came up with the idea of kind of doing it like hockey, where you know the home team has certain advantages for the faceoff to start the game and stuff like that. And I was thinking, well, why don't we just make because at the time. There was just 16 games in the NFL, so eight row games, eight home games. It doesn't change anything. And you could say the home team has to kick off to start the game. Now, over time, I said you have to do coin flip to make it fair because you don't want necessarily, right. you know, an advantage-disadvantage type scenario. But I said, and just eliminate the, the coin toss because it's ceremonial. It really doesn't change an outcome of a game other than in playoffs or, or in a overtime scenario. That gives another team an opportunity to finish a game before the other team gets on the field. Belichick would disagree with you on that, by the way. Probably would. He, because he's all about the deferral, right? Scoring at the end right. of the half. That's what and, it takes. It's, yeah. it takes. Well, it takes strategy away. Right. So right. there is a big, you know, thing. I mean, most teams today, if they do win a toss, home or away, for the most part, I'd say seventy-five percent of the time defer. They're deferring. Yep. Yeah. Not always, but some will say, oh, I have a great offense. I want to get them on the I field. do the same thing when I'm playing Madden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> there is an advantage if, you, like, the Belichick thing, and, and it's been done for many years. San Francisco did it before Belichick even was a head coach, is try to score before half and then come out of halftime and score again. I mean, right. you go back to the, uh, the Bill Walsh Niners. That was one of their big things, that they were very successful in their, in, in their uh, time period. Yep. And I think most teams, you look back at the history, you would find they did do that. It was just, you know, most recent example is Bill Belichick and how he always, that was a big part of his strategy. And it, and it worked because you build leads. If you could score before halftime and come back out and score again without your opponent touching the ball, you got a 10 to 14 point lead you can build. Yep. I mean, that's huge in, in, in the NFL. So what are uh, – have you seen the, the proposal, like the one with the spot and shoes rule? Matter of fact, have, we'll get yeah, into we definitely that. wait for we'll, Anthony. Yeah. We'll definitely get into that, and I'll tell you my, my other suggestion. My, my play the whole quarter, to me, makes the most sense. I okay. do have something similar to the college football, high school football. Uh, let's time dial to bring in Anthony Kepley, my podcast partner. He's on the phone, and he'll be joining us to- – as we uh, we started talking, Anthony, about the overtime rule in the NFL, uh, real quickly, let's. Uh, did you watch any of the games this weekend, and what you thought about the uh, how the game ended with the Chiefs? Tim, you know I have not. Uh, I did not watch any games this weekend. I watched wall to wall college basketball Saturday, and then uh, spent some time uh, disconnecting from the phone and TV and visiting with my grandparents uh, for much of Saturday night. Um, and Sunday, I did not. I I didn't do much of Sunday anything. So uh, no, I did not. Uh, the last football game I watched was the Alabama and Georgia game. Oh, okay. The overtime rules in the NFL are completely awful, and I am saying this, Tim, as you know, as a fan of someone who won a playoff game because of these stupid rules. Yes. Um. Um, however, uh, I Denver did lose a double overtime game in 2012 <coughs> against the Ravens, uh, even though they kicked a field goal first um, because a field goal doesn't end it, but a touchdown does, and it makes n- no sense to me. Um, first of all, I don't agree with shortening the the overtime period. I I just think that's if you want to shorten it. Okay, shorten it to 12 minutes, not 10 minutes. I mean, five minutes is huge in any level of football. High school and college, Tim, we've seen it. we broadcasted it. But the NFL, 45 seconds is way too much time to give anybody. Those five minutes are huge, in my opinion. Ending a playoff game after one touchdown is kind of silly to me. That's like – that's like – Ending a playoff game in baseball, if 
the team in the top of the 10th thing scores. Right. And that makes no sense to me at all. I mean, that makes zero sense to me at all. If you want to do it this way, I think you should at least give the team on defense a chance to respond. And then if they don't score, fine, you can end the game there. Now, but, they, now they do go back up to 15 minutes for the playoffs. They did, they did go up to 15. Did yesterday. they? they did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm almost positive they did. Okay. Uh, but – Yes, to his point, yeah, they one touchdown, game yeah. was over. Um, Buffalo doesn't it's get a chance, stupid. but it's frustrating. It's it's just frustrating as a football fan, in my opinion. It's like I, I said, mean, we all could agree that once a rule's in place, there's nothing you can do about it until the following yep. season. Mm-hmm. I I just my I you've known this for a long time. I've hated this. I call it the worst overtime in, in pro sports for this reason alone. Uh, you get to the playoffs when it's the most important. You want a conclusion that makes sense. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I'm not saying Kansas City may have not gone on to win the game. And most likely at that time was of the two teams, I thought had a little more of a heater than Buffalo did, but not mm-hmm. not tremendous. Uh, maybe like at 55, 45, if you want to put a percentage on it. But I don't think it was that big of a difference. I think what matters, though, is going forward if they can make changes. I, and I'm, I, my, my whole thing is in the playoffs, play the entire quarter. NFL ends on triple zeros on the clock. Let a playoff game end on triple zeros. Yes, I completely agree with that, Tim. Uh, and now Kevin has actually has three proposals that they were talking about prior to the season and uh, possibly going forward. So I know you have that written down in front of you. So yeah, I'm yeah. going to let you talk about it because I won't get it right. Well, and I don't. I wrote down what the three were, um, I, and I, I may need help with exactly how it, how it works. But the first one, I think this was actually proposed by John Harbaugh, um, the spot and choose rule, which basically the which means and this is these three options basically take the coin flip out of the equation, right? And the and the one possession that that can end it. The spot and choose rule is the home team chooses a yard line. Okay, so they'll say. 10-yard line, and we want to be on offense, which means, okay, they're going to get the ball. They got to go 90 yards to win the game. Or they can say 10-yard line, you can have the ball. We're going to play defense, okay? Um, So obviously the risk there um, is, or at least for the team getting the ball, is they go three and out. Now they're putting out in the end zone, and the other team, all they need is a field goal. Boom, game's over. Um, So it still kind of puts that whole one possession can end it, um, but you're putting – you know the the strategy into play with the with the head coach. I kind of like that. I mean, it it is still in that gimmicky not, thing, which I'm yeah. not a fan of. Right. But there's a ton of strategy with that. So there is. Um, I mean, I would probably go as far as saying if there's no limit to what the yard line is, I'm going one yard line. You take the ball. Right. I'm trusting right. that. I'm trusting yeah. that. Hey, you, you know, make my a defense defensive play in the play. end zone. The game's over. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and even to the point with you know not liking the overtime rule. You know, technically, if if the Chiefs' first snap went over Mahomes' head and out sure. of the end zone, game's over. Exactly. I mean, it, like that would have been just as right. <laughs> much, no. much of a letdown 100%. as a seventy-five yard drive down the field. No, you're right. Yeah, so. uh, pick six is the same thing. I mean, it can happen. Uh, it it probably has happened. I just don't remember the last time a game ended on a pick six, but I'm sure it has happened since we've gone to this format in the last ten years. Let me bring in my other. I was a big proponent of, and Anthony knows my my twenty mm-hmm. forty sixty rule is what I call it for overtime, and it goes back to high school. High school starts at the twenty yard line, or actually, yeah, twenty yard line. Yeah, twenty. And, yeah, and you go mm-hmm. in, you have you know a first down at the ten yard line, and you can score or whatever the case. Did it, Both did teams it used get to it. be ten yard line when it first came out? It may have been. I feel like it was. It like may have 15 been. Years yeah. Ago. Yes. Yes, yeah. it was. Which because, I think uh, crazier. I believe Ursulin. When they went to the state championship, Tim, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I think you covered this team. I probably but did, but Ursuline, don't remember. <laughs> when when Ursuline in 2000, 2001 or two, they won the state championship. Their only loss was to Fitch that year, and I think they lost in overtime, and I think they started the overtime at the 10-yard line. They may have. Yeah. I think you're right. That may have happened. Yeah. I would have to and they ask a few back. people to, to double-check that history. I don't remember. 
I, I think I went to a Slippery Rock Grove City game about 15 years ago. I mean, and same thing. Not, I didn't yeah. know what the right overtime, overtime was. It was still new in college, and I'm like, right. boy, do they mm-hmm. do it like college? And and they do, but only from yeah. the 10, which I, you right. know, we said earlier that I think the 25 yard line is crazy. Right. I, I don't understand why they're I starting in the field goal range. Uh, I, I feel like you gotta. You want to make it to fifty, right. okay? Right. Um, you know, make them at least get a first down. College is twenty-five yard line. Yeah. What I used to say is the twenty, forty, sixty rule was simply this: is you taking basically the punter out of the game, which is up to you know, you know, that makes no sense. But it, I, you're basically mm-hmm. eliminating punting in the game because um, if you start at the twenty yard line, obviously you're never going to punt. Um, Yep. In college, I said move them back 15 yards, start it at the 40, make them earn a field goal chance. You know, yes. If you have to go a 57-yarder, then, you know, hey, you know, a sack would take you out of field goal range. And if you can kick a 57-yarder, which some kickers can nowadays, quite uh, good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're earning your points. Uh, in, in the NFL, I said just put the ball at, at, at your own 40, make it 60 yards from the, from the end zone, and each team gets the ball at the 40. Each team has four plays. You get the first down, you keep going, whatever the case may be. End results is a touchdown. Obviously, you can go for two. You can kick the extra point. Now you have your 35-yard, you know, 33-yard extra point. You know, you can make your own decisions of what you think is best. But basically, what you're doing is taking the punting out of the game, and each team has the same length of field to play. Now, you can even say you move the ball back to the 30-yard line and make it 70 yards in the NFL, which I would be – just as fine with because again you have four downs to get a first down because no matter what happens the ball reverts back to that spot for the next team because mm-hmm. it's the same distance. Um, I like that thought. I'm not like enamored with it. I kind of like the triple zero, play the entire quarter, and and have the regular football game go on. But if you're going to get a little gimmicky or if you're going to try something, that, I, that's what I would do. I mean, that would be my suggestion, and I think you would, you know, you have to earn a field goal. You have to earn a touchdown, yes. and it's not anything less than that. And I, and I, in the NFL, a 60-yard drive is a legitimate drive. That's why I always said the 20-40-60 rule, meaning how far you need to get to the goal line. And I know you have two more. Yeah, the second one, this, this one I'm not a fan of. This is getting insanely gimmicky. Um, the field goal gamble. Um, where, again, you choose the yardage and then choose whether or not it's your kicker kicking it or they are making it. And so if the other team makes the kick, they get the ball. Yeah, it's kind of like a um, shootout, and it, I don't like it. Yeah. And, 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 and all football, it is is yeah. it's just for possession. Exactly. It's not to win the game. It's to choose who gets the ball first, right. and then the sudden death rules apply uh, that are there still there today, uh, which is if you score a touchdown, you win. You kick a field goal, the other team gets the ball. So. Right. That one, to me, you could throw that one away. Yeah, I think we um, all agree. Yeah, on that, that one's one. just the, again the spot and choose rule. It's that, got yeah, to be has, yeah, for that. It, I agree with that because then you are eliminating the coin toss, which was right. most people's beef last night. Um, and then, really, the other one that was out there is what you can sell me on with the both teams get a chance, both teams get the ball. Okay, um, but sudden death still kicks in after those. Right. If, if both possessions end, and I don't have a problem once both teams have possession. Ah, see, to, to have, me, you're still going to get if yeah, the second yeah. team, if the second right. possession scores a touchdown, people are still going to go back you and go. Could, well, they got two you know, possessions instead of one. You could institute a very interesting, and, and it's a gimmicky rule. And I'm the first to admit it. And like high school has this, college has gone to this. Um, after X amount of overtimes, you get, you have to go for two. Well, what you mm-hmm. could institute in the NFL and it would then end the ball game is if team A kicks an extra point, team B must go for two. And well and, and, and team A can go for two to right. prevent exactly exactly and yeah, it, it, that's part of strategy right. too. Exactly. Because I don't I don't think it would be fair, you know right. no, I'm that just, they went right. for two knowing they could go for two, you know. Right. But no no like I said team A would have that opportunity to go for two. But Team B, if they score, must go for two to end the game or I, I, kick I the extra I, point to win the game if they miss their point. I think I had a friend that um, – You know, I mean, that, that would scenario. just be to end the ball game. Again, mm-hmm. what is overtime designed to, to end the ball game right. to find a winner? Right. Uh, I'm not 
and that's a why huge I, gimmick guy. I that's why I like this triple zero because you're playing football. Yeah, and it's it's the most important games of the year because it's the playoffs. Right during the regular season, it's frustrating to lose an overtime game when you never touch the ball, but you have next week most weeks. Yeah, to rebound. That's um, probably why I don't like the timed rule um, because if they're still tied, I. I I don't want to see six, seven overtimes in the NFL. It's just not – this is not what the sport is, you know, to me. Yeah. You know, well, like you were talking about hockey games that have gone until two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Right. That works for that sport, I feel. You know, there's something well, about that that I works. I will say one but, of the most exciting games I've ever seen – now, obviously the Browns won this game – was the double overtime against the Jets. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was in Cleveland and back in the 80s and Bernie Kosar heyday. I remember the Dolphins in a double overtime game that they won uh, with the Chargers. The Dol- yeah, yeah. I, I think Dolphins Char- Chiefs might have went. They may have in the too, 70s. yeah. Um, but there was a few of those, and those were really breathtaking games. I mean, if you were watching it live, every play mattered. You were into it. And it was just one of those amazing playoff games that, you know, live forever. Right. Um, I, I will admit, and maybe this is, this might be the telltale sign of why the rule is bad because without a doubt, when they went out for the coin toss, again, rooting for the chiefs personally, right. um, I, I wanted them to win the coin toss because I was pretty convinced that whoever did was going to win the game. And, and even Josh Allen said, Hey, if the, if the role was reversed, We'd be the one celebrating. So I love that he took the high road. He didn't blame the overtime oh, rule. No, he can't. He flat out said, "Hey, if it benefited us, uh, we we would say, you know we'd be celebrating today." You can't blame the rule. You can dislike the rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean because the rule is is in instituted. This is what they're playing by this season. Exactly. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. changed. It'd be different if. All of a sudden, we're in this middle of the game, and someone says, oh, we're, we're eliminating the overtime rule. We're just going to play. You can't do that, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that would be blatantly crazy. So I like the idea of, you know, a change in, in, the, in the postseason. I don't really care about the regular season. It's frustrating to lose a game when you don't touch the ball. I'm sure every, t- every fan knows that. Every fan has felt that frustration. But in the playoffs – when the games matter the most, where you want the best team to win and the best team to advance and have a chance to play for a Super Bowl. You hate seeing the Buffalo Bills on the sideline and never having that opportunity in overtime. And, and obviously give credit to the Chiefs. They scored with 13 seconds left. They were able to get it to overtime. They won the, the, the first opportunity, and they went down the field and scored. Under the rules, they did everything right. All right. I won't take anything away from the win. As a football fan, I feel cheated. That's the way I look at it. This, this overtime cheats the fans, and that's what upsets me. It's not who won and who lost. It's I feel cheated as a football fan because I was out there tweeting, we get bonus football. Listen, you, know? listen, you shouldn't. They scored, <laughs> those teams scored 25 points. In the last two minutes, I know we did not get cheated. Uh, that yeah. uh, that's where you know again that the, the arguments I was having last night wasn't the rule. I wasn't defending the rule. I was defending it's not why the Buffalo Bills lost the game. Correct. They didn't lose the. They did the not game. lose the game because of a coin flip. I totally agree. They lost because they gave up forty two points. You know, <laughs> exactly. so um, yeah, that, that's that's where my argument was. Just like I said, yeah. when the Vikings lost in 09, they didn't lose because of a bogus overtime rule right. with the field goal. They yeah. lost because they had six turnovers. So, actually, Kevin, going into this, uh, obviously we talked a lot about that game. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the other two games? Did, I mean, what did you uh, – I mean, we've seen what? three field goals win ball games in the last play. Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati, yeah. uh, what they achieved, going on the road to Tennessee, getting that win. Oh, my God, that was – I mean – I'm not a Bengals fan at all because I'm a Browns fan, you know. But how could you not, as a football fan, just love watching them play? No, I agree. I mean, I I went to Cincinnati uh, for the opening game of the year. Uh, the fans were great. I, I definitely want to put that out there. The, to me, Cincinnati is the beginning of the Midwest. I've been to a lot of stadiums. Everything out in the Midwest, fans are great. 
the further east you get, forget about it. <laughs> um, but Cincinnati, the fans were very, very welcoming. Maybe because it's the first game of the year, everybody had high optimism. You know, maybe it would be different if I went there for a playoff game as an opposing fan. Uh, but I'm definitely happy for the Bengals. Um, love the kicker's confidence. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, the, the, hear kicker. that quote that, <laughs> hey, I guess we're going to the AFC Championship before he went out and kicked it. Yeah. For a 52-yarder for a rookie, That, oh. I mean, to have that kind of confidence and – He's a great kicker, great yeah. kicker. You know, I got a kick at it. I don't know if you've seen this on uh, social media or not, uh, Anthony, but mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of kickers, and former kickers in the NFL, including uh, uh, Phil Dawson, and, yeah. you know, for all Saturday kept saying, who says a kicker's not important? Who says <laughs> right. a kicker's not important? I mean, That's right. You know, Tim, you want to go back to your point about the overtime rule, and I want to get back to that, but – if you put the punt back in overtime, you're making Jim Trussell one happy person. Because he is on record as saying yep. the punt is one of the most important plays in football. It is. And um, it is. Uh, going back off what uh, the Bengals kicker said, you want that confidence from your kicker. Whether you're a rookie or a veteran, how many times have we seen kickers come up short and not getting done? I mean, you could take it, for example – in 1998, when the Vikings were 15 to one with, uh, <laughs> you're killing my man. My heart here. people, and uh, and they missed a kick in the dome, and that Super Bowl against my Broncos would have been a lot different than a walkover like we had against the Falcons. Absolutely, you know, that game against Minnesota would have been uh, one of the best Super Bowls I think of all time up until that date. Instead. When Atlanta won, I felt pretty confident that they weren't going to be able to match up against Denver. Yeah, that was Gary Anderson. Thousand percent yeah. agree. The only kick yeah. he yep. missed all year. I know. You know that team yeah, lost. That's the only kick he missed all year. That I mean, team lost two games the entire year. They lost by three to Tampa. And that was back when mm-hmm. they were playing them twice a year. So really, they split. You know, with the right. Bucks and uh, and that game and and. Man, I, <laughs> I I could talk about that game for an hour and a half, but you know I was so sick that day. I was at my mom's house here in Youngstown, and uh, I I was so sick that when when Atlanta won the game, I didn't even react. I just turned it off, yeah, and I went to sleep. And, and the AFC Championship was after that game, right? I didn't. Yes. And I'm a big football fan. I didn't even stay up to watch that game. I I was yeah. so deathly sick. And the next morning is when it hit me that. My God, we went 15-1, and one and we're not even going to the Super Bowl. It, it was crazy. They, At the end of the day, though, again, I don't, you know, do I blame Gary Anderson like everybody else does? No, the guy didn't miss a kick no. the entire year. You know what's worse? Our defense, we're playing a prevent defense up seven yeah. with two minutes you, to you go. You know what's even worse is when the kicker misses the field goal and it's good. <laughs> 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 you know, Tim, you know what? Hey, you know, it's funny you bring that up <laughs> because I had I had called my dad um, on January the 11th, and it was the 36-year anniversary, and I said, hey, Dad, we should celebrate today. He goes, why? I said, hey, it's 36 years of greatness. And he goes, oh, sh- oh, <laughs> F yourself. And I said, you know, you don't want to talk about when your running back dropped the football or the next year when it was a 17-point game, I don't – my dad doesn't get too upset about players or teams, but if you mention John Elway to him, oh, God, it's like you're setting uh, off – Setting off fires. It's like you're yeah. – yes. It's like you're saying the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah. It's, that that like might be a good – That might be a good segue because I, I feel the same way about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yes, yes, so yes. please give me five minutes Yo, for no, this go, Let's go right ahead. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Wait, can I say this first? Yeah. Can I say this as a football fan? And I don't watch much in the NFL anymore for reasons. But I think – I'm on record saying, and I think, Tim, we have it on a podcast. I don't want Aaron Rodgers in Denver. I don't want him in Denver. I don't want him. I don't want any. I don't want him within 100 feet of mile high. <laughs> he is a hell of a regular season quarterback. He's one of the best of all time in the regular season. In the playoffs, I'm sorry. He's just, <laughs> yes. Other than one is, season, right? He is yep. like Peyton Manning in the playoffs. Oh, he's worse than he's Peyton Manning. And, and I was a huge fan. 
you know, for, for the and record. The Green Bay Packers have had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers for 30 years. Any franchise in football would love to have two quarterbacks for 30 years, let alone two probably shoe-in Hall of Famers. But to only get two Super Bowls out of that, that says more about the franchise to me than anything. Because there are a lot of people that hold the Packers up to be this, you know, holder-than-thou franchise. is the only franchise owned by the fans and all this crap and blah, blah, blah. But yet every year you choke. Yep. You want to rip on the Cowboys, but you choke. Sooner or later, you, if you're a Hall of Famer, an all-time great, you got to back it up. And I just – I mean – not to mention he's a drama queen, and you don't know which way his attitude is going to be depending on the wind blows. Sorry, I don't want any. I don't want him anywhere near a mile high. Would, would would you would you be willing to say it was probably the worst loss in the Moderna era? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I mean it. You know, reading some of the things uh, Saturday night, I I was cracking up. I mean, you think about this for a minute. Him and Rex Grossman have just as many NFC championships won. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> that that might be the mic drop for me. Um, yeah. That both of them have have won one NFC championship. Uh, you know, Brady, Tom Brady has eleven wins versus the NFC. Aaron Rodgers has mm-hmm. ten. Yeah. And Rodgers has been in the league for fifteen years in the NFC. Brady for two. Now, mm-hmm. granted, seven of those are in the Super Bowl um, that, that pads that stat. But, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Um, you know, the, as, much, as much as they talk about Aaron Rodgers, to yeah. have one Super Bowl, one is, Super Bowl. is crazy. Um, I think I, – I wouldn't even – you know, if I'm listing the top quarterbacks of all time, he's definitely not in my top ten. I, no. I, he's somewhere maybe top 20 for me. Yeah, I'd say that. He's probably in the 20, you know, top 20. Yeah. But definitely I can come up with 10 to 15 quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you look at the history of the NFL, yeah. there's no question. But I don't feel like that would be the case for the NFL. Well, you know? I think we live in a such a quarterback-centric era. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, quarterback's always been the most important player on a football team. So they get the, all the publicity and all the, mm-hmm. all the accolations when things go right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do take some of the blame when it goes wrong, but they also can deflect it really well. Most of them learn how to do that early, and they do. Aaron Rodgers puts up phenomenal numbers. He is, if you're a fantasy football player, if you're a just a stat geek, he's perfect. <laughs> Probably going to win the MVP yeah, again. Which... Exactly. And, and you know what? When you look at the numbers, legitimately so. But when you look well, at... Well, technically, I would say... When you the... look at the the entire body of of work where it matters most in the playoffs you know you're talking about a guy who's what lost 10 straight you know seasons without taking his team to a super bowl not only winning it but two with with i mean he lost what three straight prior to this year with three straight nfc championship games yeah he's lost he's lost five nfc championships and They've all been mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. I mean, like they're, we're yeah, not talking yeah. like he's sneaking in as a wild card and they're right, not expected right. to win. They have home field advantage in how many games. different yeah. times, and they can't get there. And even when they won the Super Bowl, they won it as a wild card. Yeah. So, I, I mean, they it, it's unbelievable. I love it as a Viking fan. Uh, and, hey, he's got one more Super Bowl than I do. So, But nobody's talking about the Viking quarterback other than right. why we're paying the one we have so much money. Um, but – he, if he's to me, and, and number one, I'll go on the record. I had the, I picked the 49ers, not because I hate the Packers, but because of the matchup. So, the, I was rooting hard for San Francisco against Dallas. Hate both teams anyway, but I wanted that matchup because I knew that team could go into Lambeau and win. Right. Um, they couldn't have played a worse game and still won the game. That's what's really crazy, is that no offensive touchdown, and if Rodgers is this great quarterback. You have a home game, number one seed. Mm-hmm. You're playing a team that can't even score an offensive touchdown. You still lose. You got Aaron like, Jones in your backfield, for goodness sakes. Yeah. One of the best running backs in the game. 
<laughs> you got Devontae Adams at the wideout, one of the best wideouts in the game. You have a quality tight end. I mean, there's no excuse for them not to score. No, not. Even in not. the worst weather and the way that team is designed, there's no reason for what transpired in that game. Now, give credit to, like you said, to San Francisco. The defense was just outstanding. And that, to me, is what's going to be interesting this coming week. Um because these two teams faced each other not too long ago, and it was, you know, like 24-21 or something like that. So it'll be interesting to see if that game repeats, meaning you see 40-some points in the ball game, or do you see the San Francisco's defense, which has been playing so outstanding, challenge this Rams team and maybe keep them under 20 points? I think it'll be difficult. But I think if there's one defense in the playoffs right now who can, it's San Francisco. And, and they've beaten them six straight times. I mean, they, they got their number right yeah. now. Um, I, I, the Rams are better on paper. Um, I'm probably – and I'll go on – and for those that don't know me, uh, just so you, I can at least give my qualifications to talk football, I'm 9-1 and one at picking games um, in the last two weeks. So I, I will go on record, and, and I'm probably going to pick the Rams, even though – you know, logic tells me I shouldn't because it's been six straight games for San Fran. Um, the one thing that kind of just bothered me just as a casual fan, um, the Rams are blocking people from San Francisco buying tickets online. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, and, and because they're scared. I mean, because yeah. nobody really cares about sports, period, in L.A., except for the Lakers. Right. You know? um, and that's that's the way it is. It's casual out there. It's kind of like Florida uh, the same way. But – I think that's cheesy. I, the Niners fans will still find a way to get there. Um, it'll probably be 50-50, uh, maybe. maybe. It might even be more San Fran fans. Uh, but obviously the Rams prove they can go on the road uh, and, win a, and win a game. So I'm rooting for Stafford, you know, him being in that in my division for all those years. Uh, I'd like to see the Rams do it. Yeah. I know I cut you off on Rodgers, so I don't want to – I know you had a couple points you wanted to make. Oh, uh, <laughs> we, we, can, we can go off of Rodgers. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's probably not convinced he's lost yet. He, he probably yeah. wants to do his own research uh, before he makes a decision. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, we probably should stop. Uh, he doesn't like to be needled. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's be honest. Um, what can you say? I mean, I think we got matchups this coming week that are really intriguing. Uh, obviously, the weakest quarterback is Jimmy G, but the other three are outstanding and on any given opportunity could lead their team to a game-winning drive. And I think that's going to be really interesting. As for San Francisco, I think that's that's what people are going to wonder. Can Garoppolo rise to the occasion and be able to – you know, if they're down three, if they're down four, can he put them in position to win? I'm not sure that can happen without the defense actually giving him, you know, like a block punt like they had last time in right. the defensive touchdown. But let's just say they had the ball at the three-yard line. Well, there should be no excuse. You should they, be can't, they definitely can't yeah. count on it. I mean, Green Bay had yeah. the worst special teams in the league yeah. prior to going exactly. into that game. Um, but they're not going to get a block field goal, a block punt for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so that's it's just not going to happen. So um, I'm a little concerned with. I wish the for the Rams' sake that they would have finished that game against Tampa. I mean, they they looked great. They were up 27 to three. Yeah, I'm a little worried that you know the fact that they had to the Tom sneak Brady that out. came in in, in, yeah. in that second <laughs> half, didn't it? I mean, you want to? I mean, as much as I was never a fan, and I still but. There's one person who's absolutely earned my respect over the last 20 years. It's, it's Brady. As yeah. much as I, I used to absolutely say he was overrated. You go 10 years ago, I would I would have <laughs> died on that mountain. Yeah. And now I'm like, I, in the last five years, I've completely switched switched gears he, and just accept the fact that you put him, you put talent around him. He's going to lead a team to an opportunity to win a championship, and he does it every year. And he makes plays. And he reads defenses better than any other quarterback out there. And he finds mismatches. And he knows it. Uh, the only quarterback who rivaled him was Peyton Manning at reading defenses. And, you know, Manning only won two championships. Yeah. Well, Brady, <laughs> you know, Tom but, Brady's Wayne Gretzky. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, put, he's, just he's put these records out there. Nobody 
is nobody end. is ever going to go to ten Super Bowls as a quarterback. Right? No, you know, uh, no years, quarterback's yeah. ever going to go to ten Super Bowls. No quarterback's ever going to win seven. It's not going to happen. Like he's put it, he's put the postseason wins, the postseason right. touchdowns, all these postseason records. They're untouchable, in my opinion. Hey, Anthony, give you your last opportunity here before uh, you have to check out. Yeah, I just um, I am sitting over here waiting for my season to start in baseball, although it's not looking too good right now uh, because we're run by a bunch of idiots on both <laughs> ends, and both people have their heels dug in deep. Um, I think today I'm going to bag my spring training trip. As Tim always knows, I have an annual trip out to Goodyear, and Tim, I think I'm going to have to bag that again this year. COVID won last year, and uh, looks like Manfred's going to win this year. And uh, Hopefully I don't have to lose my opening day tickets again. I had I had a behind-the-plate tickets a couple years ago, and I, I have them again this year. And uh, Manfred might be ruining that for me, Tim. Yeah, well, I'm not optimistic. And I heard I'm that they either. were actually meeting this week. So that would be the first time since the lockout began. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, uh, we'll see they what happens. They, yeah, they proposed something last week, just like a, you know, a courtesy offer, and then today they met. But I don't. I guess that uh, they haven't had any news yet, so it's probably not good news. No, I don't expect it. No. And, and uh, like I said, uh, as much as I'm a huge baseball fan, I'm not expecting a start of the season. Much I, I think this time next month, after the Super Bowl's done, and we get towards March Madness, we're going to be in March Madness. And we'll be lucky, and I mean truly lucky, that baseball will have spring training open. I just Let I'm me, not optimistic come March 15th that baseball will be in training camp. Let me pose this question to you, Tim. You want to talk about March Madness? I have tickets to Xavier Seaton Hall February 26th. Will baseball have an agreement by then? Oh, God, no. I just said, <laughs> I, I just said March no. 15th they won't. <laughs> I, I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. I, I hope to God you're wrong because I'm, uh, I'm sitting over here staring at the wall going, I got nothing to do. I think there's, I, got, I think we got two sides dug deep, and yep. it will take and a, mm-hmm. it would take both sides willing to make an agreement, and I'm not sure we're there yet, and I just don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. I think this is going to be a very boring spring on that level. And, uh, you know, a lot of ways I don't want to talk about it until they do have an agreement simply because it's not worth it. It's it's not going to affect me. It's going to affect me watching games. It's going to affect me Mm -hmm. being a baseball fan. But I have no no say in this as a fan. This is between the players and ownership. Mm -hmm. And because the owners took the players behind the woodshed on the last agreement, the players are trying to get something back. Very difficult to earn something back once you give it away. And and that's where they're at. And we'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, I'm like I said, I'm not optimistic. I hope I'm wrong. And uh, I hope February 1st and March 1st, we're actually talking about spring training. But I'm not expecting that. I think we'll be talking about USFL football. <laughs> oh, I, I, <laughs> Him, uh, You're not gonna get me on that one. To me, to me, yeah. it's another. It's just a, it is it so is. many leagues yes, that have failed. Yes, I don't. Yes, NFL is yeah. way too big, man. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, the the opportunity was in the '80s when that first came about. Yep, and we all know what happened there, so we don't need to rehash that. <laughs> um, but Tim, uh, yeah, go ahead. Instead of uh, focusing on baseball around March 15th, maybe we're getting ready for a YSU women's first round tournament game. <laughs> That would be nice. The way they're going right now, I mean, that team is uh, playing really well. We'll have uh, plenty of opportunities. Coach to Barnes that, has but... done an amazing job. Nine new players this year. and exactly. They've lost, what, two games this year? Phenomenal. Two games, and um, one was the Penn State who's going to make the tournament. Shout out to the our uh, one of our favorite fans in this world, uh, Rick mm-hmm. Berger, who uh, got ejected from. I saw him from, there, uh, last weekend. Yeah, who uh, got his second ejection from um, Big League. In his career, why? <laughs> Arguing with tell a story now. Yeah, uh, he basically what <laughs> happened was the uh, girls' game where they went to overtime and lost. And lost, yeah. Okay, there was a bad call, but with about nine seconds left, and he basically told the official that she, he needed she needed to get her head out of uh, part of her anatomy, 
and, and watch the game, and uh, he got tossed. <laughs> wow. For the second time wow. in his uh, 30 years of watching uh, YSU basketball, he got tossed out of a game. At a, well, wi- at a women's college basketball yes. game. Yes, I'll say that. Nine seconds left uh, in regulation, yes. But uh, we uh, love you, Berger. There were some questionable calls that Rick was right on, but you can't go one of eight from the free throw line in the last minute and blow it yeah. an eight-point lead. You're right. Can't do it. No. Nope. Can't do it, but uh, you still have to win it on the court. Yeah. Of yep, course, 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 a couple of weeks ago, I almost got thrown out of a sixth-grade basketball game <laughs> for yelling at my daughter for constant traveling. So, uh, you know, she, she thought she was a running back um, going into the lane. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I yelled at the coach to take her out of the game. Um, so I, I don't think the refs were real. I wasn't yelling at the refs, though, but yeah. I don't think uh, – them or the the parents were real thrilled with that. <laughs> not not my proudest dad moment there. Shout out to my Red Hurricanes as they continue on a major role in Newcastle, and uh, our game uh, will be this Friday as they get back into section play. Four and zero in section. Uh, they now in the home away season series will now uh, revert to the other uh, schools that uh, came to uh, Newcastle. Now they'll go on the road for those games and come home for the others and. Uh, we will be in WPIL playoffs uh, come first uh, of February. Hard to believe. Um, if you have a chance, check out the Red Hurricanes this year online. Uh, they have a media page. I'm not part of that, but if you want to watch high school basketball at the highest level, you want to watch that. Um, you can also stream my game on on the radio uh, online and. And turn them down and listen to me. All right? It's nice and simple. And if, uh, also, uh, lcsportsnet.com. We'll have live video on any game we do there. And come playoff time, uh, yeah, we probably will have the Red Hurricane. So uh, keep that in mind. All right. Uh, Anthony, thank you for joining us, my friend. Thank you very much, Tim. Uh, I'm glad you, you and your family are healthy again. Um, and it's nice to be back on the air. And hopefully this can be start becoming a more uh, weekly event. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, it's been a challenge the last couple of months, and uh, yeah, my little COVID event is over and gone with. Thank God. All right, <laughs> thank God. All right, Anthony, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you very much, you too, guys. Kevin, thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Man. I really thank do. You. It's been a, a pleasure. I, I hope you uh, give you the open invitation anytime you want to be on. You're more than welcome. We have. Uh, We'll talk about anything, as you can tell. All right. I, I do want to know what's what's your picks for this weekend. Uh, I like Kansas City over Cincinnati, and I don't know. Um, my gut says the Rams. I'm wondering if that defense for San Francisco rise up to the occasion. But um, yeah, Rams probably Kansas City. I think that's what we all want for a Super Bowl. Because it could be really, really a fantastic uh, evening. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, it, and how crazy it could be that two straight years we have a team playing at home for the Super Bowl as well. I mean, yeah. that's, the Rams have that on the line. Um, so I I picked the Rams preseason. Um, you did, yes. To, to, to win the Super that. Bowl. So um, I, I kind of have to stay with it, I feel. Um, I, I did jump off the bandwagon a little bit midseason when they hit a slump. Um, jumped off even more when OBJ went there because uh, I felt like, eh, you know, that's kind of he's a cancer. A a, a he's back. fitting great. I mean, I, I have to admit, he's he's fitting in nicely there. Um, so I, I'm back on the the Ram train. Um, my nephew will be pretty happy with that. Uh, and yeah, I, to me, I don't want to completely discount them. They were my only loss of the of the weekend was the Cincinnati Bengals. I was rooting for them in that game. I did not think they. Were there yet to win two playoff games? I didn't expect them to win. I thought it would be a, a very competitive game. I thought can't, I thought Tennessee would win. Tennessee played, quite honest with you, they did everything they could to lose that ball game, and they did. Yeah. And Tannehill showed his limitation as a quarterback, again, in the playoffs. And that team is designed to win a championship, but I don't know if they have a quarterback who can deliver it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't – I don't see I don't see it at all for the Bengals on Sunday. Um, you know, I, th- I think that, you know going into the playoffs, I was a little afraid of the Chiefs losing to Buffalo. I thought that could be yeah. their bugaboo, but 
I, I think the Chiefs are going to do it, um, and I think it's going to be the Chiefs. I think we see the two best teams in the AFC in Buffalo and Kansas City last week. Yeah. I think the third best team is Cincinnati, and we'll see if they can rise to the occasion. Yep. They're close. They, they are. They're, 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 be- they're better than people I, give them credit. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be there. Jamar uh, Chase is <laughs> yep. ridiculous for yep. All right. For Kevin, I am Tim. We will talk to you next week right here on Radio MVP.